So a little while ago, I was at Lost Dutchman's, the coffee shop, you know, the one on Center and Main. And I was meeting with a young adult who was kind of desiring to grow in his faith and had a lot of questions about the gift of the faith in the Catholic Church. And as we began talking, right, we're kind of talking about the reality of sin. We're actually talking about, like, mortal and venial and just other things in regards to confession. And have you ever been, you know, talking to somebody, and you can kind of totally see out of the corner of your eye that, like, there's somebody that's, like, listening, but they're not trying to let you know they're listening. They're trying to be, like, sneaky, you know, but you can totally tell they're, like, totally listening to your conversation. So we keep talking, and this guy, probably, like, 30 years old, keeps kind of inching a little bit closer And without even, like, you know, saying, you know, like, being really respectful, he just, like, interjects mid-sentence, just mid-sentence conversation, interjects, and he's just like, "Uh, excuse me, can you show me in Scripture uh, where mortal and venial are? Thank you. Can you do that for me? Now, some people ask questions because they actually would like answers and dialogue. Others ask questions because they want arguments. Now me, I am not one to shy away from any scriptural argument at all. (laughs) So my response was like, come on, sit down, let's go, let's open up scripture, let's do this. Because he obviously thinks, you know, Catholic priest, you don't know scripture, are you kidding me? Let's do this. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, first off, I was like, let's go to 1 John, right? You know, John, the beloved apostle, the one who put his, you know, head on the heartbeat of Jesus, this is what he said. So I tell Dusty, his name's Dusty. I'm like, 1 John chapter 5, 18, 16 through 18, says this. If you see your brother sinning, if the sin is not deadly, pray to the Father for him on his behalf. Now, if you see your son sinning, or if you see your brother sinning and it is deadly, of that I say, do not pray. Now, all sin is wrongdoing, but there is sin that is not deadly. And so I'm like, Dusty, right here, man, it actually, there's this distinction. St. John makes this distinction that not all sin is the same. He's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. Clearly, what you think is contrary to Scripture. Really simply, the Lord is saying through St. John that all sin is wrongdoing. Amen. All is wrongdoing. But there are different kinds of sin. There is sin that is non-deadly, and there is sin that is deadly. I go, so what we have in the gift of the church is we've been able to place vocabulary terms to assist us to understand what St. John is talking about, which is where we came from the terms venial and mortal to actually describe and understand the reality. Venial, simply putting, that which is able to, like, it's the reality, it's like a lesser sin, right? It's a lesser sin that wounds, right, and hinders our relationship. But yet our relationship with Jesus is still intact. Then deadly, mortal, obviously is what it means, death, right? It's a particular sin that's more grave that actually destroys our relationship with the Lord. And as I'm saying this, he, he's getting more frustrated, you know, because they don't like when, you know, you actually challenge them back to a certain extent because they don't expect, like, a Catholic to actually know Scripture, and so they think they're just going to, like, crush you. 
And so he gets upset, and he just starts throwing out other scriptures, and he then goes after confession, right? It's kind of like the normal thing after this, and he just says, well, Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and man. I'm like, amen, absolutely, I believe that. He goes, well, then you should not be hearing confessions. No one should confess their sins to a priest. I was like, all right, I'm like, Dusty, man, if we're going to do this, I was like, we kind of got to go back a little bit, and we got to talk a little bit more. I go, because to be honest with you, if you start... If you start this assumption, the reality that all sin is the same, right? If you have a flawed understanding of sin, you're going to then have a flawed understanding of forgiveness, right? And even how sins are forgiven. So listen, man, I'm like, all right. I was like, this is what's going on. We have to recognize that sin is always understood in the context of relationship, right? Sin in the God's relationship is there's an effect, Right, based on the sin, there will be a particular effect always on our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with his body, the church. There's always an effect. Now, based on what type of sin, it will then reveal to us what type of effect it will have on us. Whether it be a mortal effect or it'll have a venial effect. Still was super confused, didn't like what I was saying, said, okay, let's have an analogy. So I actually used an analogy of like a hamstring, but I'm going to give you an analogy in regards to my tricep since you guys, uh, you know, kind of know what's going on there. So basically what I said was, um, imagine you have, right, like a, like a, a, like a, a like hurt tricep or you tweaked your tricep, right? Now, if you tweaked your tricep, right, you can kind of take some ibuprofen, you can kind of rest a little bit, you know, it's not that strong, Right? It's definitely weak, right? but it's still attached and it's still functional, just not functioning great. Now, if you tear your tricep from the bone, like myself, you cannot take some ice, you cannot ibuprofen it out, relax, and you know what? That tendon's just going to naturally go back down and refuse itself to the bone. That doesn't happen. you got to literally go to a surgeon, somebody outside of yourself, and literally go, reopen you up, take the tendon, pull it down, and reattach it to the bone. You can't just sit that one out, right? If you have a tweaked tricep, you can sit out a little bit. It'll naturally heal itself with some rest. You tear your tricep from the bone, uh-uh, you can't rest that one. You literally need somebody, a surgeon, to reattach it. So I said, this is the reality of what's going on. This is the effect when we're speaking about these two types of sin. When you sin venially, it's a sin that begins to wound your relationship with the Lord. It's still attached. You still have the love of God and the relationship fully attached, but you're kind of wounded. It's not as strong. Your ability to say no to temptation, your ability to receive God's love, your ability to function wholly will be more difficult because you're wounded because of this type of sin. But your relationship is still fully there. Which is actually the reason why, my brothers and sisters, that if we live within venial sin, we have an ability in every single moment to ask for forgiveness in the name of Jesus and receive it. It's, confession is actually more understood in the reality of mortal sin, which I'll speak about. Right? But apart from mortal sin, you don't need that sacrament of confession. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have it, but the reality is you can ask for forgiveness. Because I was trying to explain, like, listen, man, like, you have to realize that when we have venial sin, we still have that connection, that relationship to where I can ask in the name of Jesus to have sins forgiven. And amen, they are forgiven. But there's a reality that when we speak about mortal sin, right, man, like, when you destroy, when you sever that relationship, right, you can't put it back together yourself. You lost the capability. It's not possible. 
Right? So the fact that God himself has established the beautiful gift of a sacrament to make sure that the divine physician, through the reality the vessel of the priest, to reattach, to go into your soul and reattach the relationship that you yourself actually severed. This is the reason why it's so necessary to understand the different types of sin. Because when we recognize it, man, this makes a lot more sense. And so he doesn't really uh, like what I'm saying, but he recognizes uh, that he was wrong in the way that he approached. So Dusty apologizes and then leaves, which I was grateful for his apology. But remember, I'm actually there sitting and talking to somebody else who was listening and actually enjoying the whole type of conversation. And then he asked the question, okay, then if mortal sin is that which destroys and severs the relationship, what makes a mortal sin? I'm like, great question. So a mortal sin, our brothers and sisters, it takes three particular things to happen for it to actually be mortal, for the reality of the severing of our relationship with the Lord. Right? The first thing is it has to be serious. It has to be grave sin. Now, serious to God, right? It's not like, oh, if it's serious to me. No, no, no. We're talking about grave sin that's serious to the Lord, right? You can't say, well, I don't think saying the Lord's name in vain is actually that serious, so no big deal. No, it's actually a big deal to the Lord, right? So grave and serious sin, that's a big deal to the Lord, not so much to us. Then the other reality is knowledge, right? You have to know that it's serious sin. You have to know that it's sinful, right? Sin isn't an accident. Right? It's not just this random thing that happens, right? but we willfully choose to sin in particular ways. So knowledge has to be present. Then the third one is the fact that we do it anyway. Right? I know it's a bad, I know it's grave, I know that it's a sinful reality, and you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. If all those three things are there, boom, that's when you'd actually have mortal sin present. Right? So we actually choose to sever our relationship. That's why um, there's the inability, my brothers and sisters, to just ask for forgiveness in the way we would in a venial way, which is why the sacrament of confession is so beautiful and so amazing. Now, if one of those three is missing, then we're not responsible mortally, right? There's no mortal reality that happens. Because sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we just don't know. We might not know that particular sins right, actually have a potential of, of like severing our relationship with the Lord, right? A lot of times, one of those, my brothers and sisters, is actually right, like missing mass on Sunday. Now, we're in a particular situation where because of COVID, the obligation has been suspended, but we will get to a point again when that's lifted and in the diocese, like we're all called by the Lord, by the church, to make sure that we're here at mass at least once a week on Sunday, right? Now, if we didn't know that, right, that that actually is a real grave sin to miss, well then, okay, then that's not a grave, then that's still grave, but it's not gonna be mortal. But the moment you know, oh, and then you choose not to go, then that would be an ability where mortal sin can enter in. Or, right, say you don't, you're trying to go, and you get a flat tire. Boom, you tried to go, and then it, it's something flat tire barges from happening. You weren't, didn't choose that. You didn't choose not to go. You tried to go, and something hindered you, right? So again, that would not be mortally responsible. And so, again, all three must be present for the reality of actual mortal sin, right? The reality of our relationship being kind of mortally severed. So, as I'm sharing this with him, we then move to the reality of, like, this is the whole point of confession. Because this was a real question that he had, 
right? And when he began to understand this, he realized that this was actually a real sacrament of healing. It's a sacrament of mercy. I was like, absolutely. I was like, God loves you so much that recognizes that we have the ability to actually separate our relationship from him forever, and he doesn't want that. So he wants to give us an ability to be able to have him reattach our relationship if we willfully choose to separate ourselves. And so which he established then the sacrament of confession. And it's interesting. People can be like, well, as long as I don't sin mortally, I'll be good to go. I'll sin venially, no big deal. Now remember, all wrongdoing is sin, right? And a venial sin, my brothers and sisters, really weakens our relationship with the Lord. I mean, it weakens, imagine your tendon. And if you keep weakening your tendon, sooner or later, you might get to a point that you might even enter then into mortal sin because your defenses are down. Your ability to reject sin, your ability to receive God's love is going to be much lower, right, for you to actually defend and to live fully in that reality. So, well, you could potentially then fall into a mortal sin, right? So venial sin, whether, like, so venial sin is not good. Right? And so we don't like, well, as long as I don't sin mortally, I'm good to go. Well, we shouldn't want to sin, period. And so even though right, we may be sinning venally, we still have access as well, not only to God in the midst of our own hearts, but you all can enter into confession as well. Because within confession, my brothers and sisters, you're receiving not only forgiveness of sins, but you receive healing from the actual effect that sin causes, and you receive strength to not sin again. Right, so the reality of confession is properly set up for the, for the sake of those people that have chosen to willfully, mortally destroy their relationship with the Lord, that God himself can enter in to reattach it like a divine physician. But those that still have sinned venially, oh my goodness, always the sacrament is available because you're going to receive grace. You're going to receive healing. You're going to receive that power and strength to not sin again. This is one of the beautiful realities. When we begin to understand, my brothers and sisters, Right, of like what sin is and how it works and what St. John talked about, right, from non-deadly to deadly, confession makes a lot more sense. So my brothers and sisters, I don't know like where you're at, right, in your relationship or how long it's been since maybe you've gone to confession. I just really want to invite you back because that's what I did with this man. I really invited him back. I was like, listen, this is a beautiful opportunity. You know, I even kind of said the fact that like, you know, we go to the doctor a lot of times just to get a checkup. You know, sometimes once a year to get your checkup and make sure that everything's running smoothly, right? So, too, we should at least once a year, right, literally enter into the sacrament of confession to kind of give our hearts to the Lord, to allow him to heal particular things that we have, like, allowed to happen through sin, to get the grace to move forward. I mean, this is the reality that we have always, that we have this gift that God has given through the sacrament of confession to allow sin to be forgiven, to allow strength to be given, and healing to happen within our souls and our hearts. And so I just really invite you back. Whenever you have an opportunity, whatever you desire, the sacrament is always there for you. It's not a sacrament of shame. It's a sacrament of mercy. It's not a sacrament, right, of judgment and condemnation. It's a sacrament of mercy. It's a sacrament of healing. It's a sacrament where we receive the gift and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to not sin again. So regardless if there's venial or mortal sin, I really encourage you to enter back to the gift of the sacrament of confession and allow it to be something normal, a part of your lives as it is we would just go to the doctor to check things up whether it's like I need surgery or I just need to get some medicine in this particular area what's going on in my in my life right we have a divine physician Jesus Christ himself who is the sole mediator between God and man and through the gift of the priesthood he utilizes the priest to be his vessel of mercy 
to where you can enter in and the divine physician enters right into our hearts, right into our souls, reattaches any relationship that has been destroyed, heals any areas that sin have caused and affected, and puts forth his grace, his power within our soul to reject sin, to reject the evil one, and to live more fully alive. Thanks be to God for the gift of confession. And may as we go to normal and natural doctors for the healing of our bodies. May we experience and recognize, let us go to the divine physician through the gift of confession that we may receive healing of our souls. Amen.